FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, episode 43. 43, sounds good. Probably, it's probably where this will end up. <laughs> uh, the podcast that goes snick. I'm your host, Jason Venable, joined once again by Mrs. Snick. I like that name. Denise Seibert. And so this episode is going to be the next installment of Digital Wolverine. Digicon. Snick it. <laughs> A little 8-bit snickage for you there. Yeah, so basically we're going to cover part three of the Marvel Infinite Digicom. <laughs> she, oh, left, she left me oops. hanging. <laughs> Sorry, um, I, I wandered off into Dream World. Right, so the uh, Marvel Infinite uh, Digicom Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted. Uh, this third, uh, I guess, chapter, if you will. Uh, yeah, it says chapter three, so we will. <laughs> it's called You Only Live Once. So James Bond was wrong. Um, story is by Jason Aaron and Jason Wittour. Script by Jason Wittour. Layouts again by Yves Bigarel. Art by Paco Diaz with Scott Hanna. Colors by Israel Silva. And letters by VC's Corey Pennant. Okay, so last we left off, um, Wolverine's trying to gather information after he kills this uh, Japanese counselor. And the Tokyo secret police are after him as well. So he truly is Japan's most wanted. Alright, so we pick off, we start off with the um, watch, and we're introduced to Shin Harada. Some of you might recognize that name, but we'll get to it more in a second. And then I gotta say, um, I've been really digging Paco's art. This first panel, the watch looks really cool, and everything, the background, everything looks really cool. The hand looks a little weird to me. Like... I feel like he's, he's supposed thinking. to be resting his hand, but it looks like it's like three inches in front of him. To me. Like, it looks like there's an unnecessary... Like, it doesn't look like his hand and his head are like resting on each other. It looks I like... I think you're overanalyzing. Okay. Anyway, nitpicking, you can call it that if you want, but I feel like it looked awkward to me. But then we get a really cool thing, whereas we switch panels, we see the second hand on the watch moving. It looks really cool. Oh. Did you not catch that? No. Oh, yeah, that's one of the first things. I, yeah, I thought that was really awesome. And so today we find out it's his birthday. It's his birthday. He can cry if he wants to. And, um, yeah, okay. So then he's, he's apparently having a rooftop dance party. Or is that a... Uh... And he's <laughs> kind of uh, Austin Powers-ish. We see him right through the legs like an, a crotch shot of one of the dancers and he's like sitting back there the the guy dancer to his left just cracks me up it looks like he's trying to take off yeah he's trying to fly <laughs> he's doing the bird right <laughs> I mean, it's good to know the uh skinny jeans are in full effect in japan yeah so, so this shot also went kind of awkward to me i mean, we have a thing that's like from his head looking down at his body and i don't know it looks strange to me i actually like this point of view i like the idea of it i just felt like the perspective was a little off 
Well, I... Uh, you can disagree. I disagree. Okay. She disagrees. And she's the art major, so who are you going to listen to? That's right. <laughs> uh, he's got on what looks like some uh, Back to the Future shoes. Yeah, I didn't like those at first, but we'll, we'll, see we'll digress. Happens. Yeah. We got a guy, his uh, right hand, his wingman has a hipster fedora on. We got some uh, Japanese twins. Twin and twins. And twins with a boob job. <laughs> well, those match too. <laughs> yeah. The, the twins have twins that are twins. Yes. <laughs> They're even dressed the same, which, you know. Well, yeah, that's the fun part of being a twin. Tee-hee-hee-hee. Right. Yeah. He talks about how he stands on the precipice of power and influence that his ancestors couldn't imagine. And I love the goofy grin his uh, wingman has here when the twins approach him. Yeah, like, mm-hmm, you're getting some twice. And so, <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> yeah. He talks about how prestigious his ancestors were, but he's still doing better than them. And then we see one of the twins start to panic. And you're like, uh-oh, what's going on? And we see, uh-oh... He's standing on the ledge. What's he going to do? And I'll just point out again, one more time, the consistent the consistency in the skyline and the colors in the sky. Just I don't know. I just I really appreciate it that it looks the same night after night. And you know, because honestly, unless there's a storm or something in a big city, the sky pretty much looks the same every night. <laughs> well, so. I've studied this skyscape for okay. a while. And what's interesting is now, and I don't know how they actually do these, if they do these in the computer, if they do them by hand. Probably some of both, probably a combo. Well, and for a while I thought, okay, they do them in the computer. And so I've been trying to find a pattern, like in the skylights, because, you know, it's kind of a technique. You you build an area and then you just kind of clone that area over so you don't have to make each individual little light. Yeah, that's from a your designer perspective, yeah. Yeah, but you know... Copy and paste. Yeah, but I haven't been able to find duplicates. So if they are doing duplicates, they're doing a good job of yeah. hiding the pattern. I like how the lights in the tower look like Tetris. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so, uh... What was his name? I, I should know. He's a character I'm familiar Shin with. Shin Harada? Yeah, Shin Harada. Okay. So he's standing on the edge of glory with Lady Gaga. He talks about how, how powerful his ancestors were, but they're all dead. And I like how when he says this, the quote-unquote camera pans down. And so you see like the streets below, which are surprisingly empty. But then he decides to jump. He's a uh, waxing poetic in his internal monologue. And everybody gets all wide-eyed and panicky. No! As he dives right off. And people run up to the edge and are looking over at him falling. But then, lo and behold, his Back to the Future boots have little jetpacks in them. And he turns them on and flies off. Which, <laughs> the lit uh, rooftop pool looks like lava. It does. <laughs> That's below him. And flying. what I think's funny is the rooftop party is not as happening no. <laughs> as it was previously. Apparently after he jumped, people were like, oh, well, it was his birthday. Let's get out of here. 
He's going to kill himself. I got to say, though, I mean, it's cool that we see, like, okay, he has rocket boots. But here at this party, this is kind of a dick move. Yeah. This is a Don Draper move. No, Don Draper wouldn't do it. Don Draper. This is below Don Draper. No, season season one, Don Draper, during his kid's birthday party, goes out for ice cream and then just leaves and never comes back till after the party. But he doesn't pretend to commit suicide. Just to show off his rocket boots. No, but he just sit in front of a train track and drink alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) But then, I don't know. I I think it's douchey. So it's more of a Draper season one. Whatever. I'm glad we get, I guess. I I don't even know if I'm really all that glad we get to see the rocket boots, but they're there. So he's being a douche. Yeah. But then he flies off to Never Never Land. Peter Pan, yeah. Tinkerbell. So then we switch over scenes and we have an old Japanese guy choking. Is he choking, spitting, or vomiting? Uh, I'm going to say all three. Okay. He's got little bits coming out of his mouth. Yeah, I thought he was trying to feed the fish. <laughs> well, he is. That's what the guy says. And we see him blurch into the koi pond with the giant goldfish. I got to say, the colors in this Amazing. garden look really, really nice, especially with the, uh, I guess in Japan, the purple flowers, that's a... Uh, uh, cherry blossom tree is that? I don't that know. Is? I would assume so. Something like that. Anyway, the art here is really good with the, I guess, the little village and like the bridge and the koi pond, and the colors just look amazing. And we uh, see our uh, leader of the secret police, Kojima, right? Sure. Okay, we'll find out in a minute. But um, he's talking to Counselor Narita. We and he really says, need um, some names we can pronounce. <laughs> I like the authenticity of the Japanese names. They're in Japan. They should have Japanese names. But he says, uh, talking about him throwing up on over the railing of the bridge, he says, you would have made a good politician. Your plan to feed the koi is one of your more noble pursuits. So <laughs> <laughs> he's giving this guy a hard time. He says, forgive me, Commander Kojima. I have seen many things in my service to our nation. And they watch uh, the ninjas having a, a bowing ceremony. <laughs> now they're training. He says, but a visit to the secret ninja sanctum of a vicious mutant psychopath is not yet old hat to me. So basically, he talks about that he's not very brave. And that's his great sin, but Kojima's great sin is his pride. He's not really making much of a counterpoint because he looks very arrogant in this picture. Yeah. <laughs> I do like kind of a nice random touch, but the little, uh, whatever kind of blossom it is, right? Just one little branch like coming out from behind him looks really cool. Then you have like the blue sky with clouds in it. Yeah, except it looked like he had a weird tie on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see that. Anyway, I thought, uh, I'm not really sure what he's reaching for in his pocket. In a comic book, I'm always assuming it's a gun. <laughs> Brass knuckles. Right. But he basically says, I'm going to swallow my fear and you have to swallow your pride. And we get another little eye shift from panel to panel with Kojima. And it turns out Narita is pulling out his iPhone and showing video of Wolverine killing the counselor yet again. But shot. And spoiler, this is the only shot of Wolverine we get in this whole issue. You are right. Yeah. So so all the snicks and bubs we got the last the first two, we get none of that in this one. Well that's why you got so many. It had to hold you <laughs> right, over. Right. And we see him hold up his phone. Then we get a zoom in, which so I know it's only been two weeks, but I can't remember. Did we get a close up of the counselor's face dying I when it actually happened? Don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. But anyway, we get a nice close-up of his dying face, his agony. 
on on the iPhone here, and basically saying um, the government is going to go in cahoots with the hand to try to track down Wolverine. And he kind of describes him. He says, I'm sorry, I guess we get one more close-up of Wolverine's face on the camera. So I lied. Well, yeah, but you were right. This is the only time Wolverine shows up is the recorded version of Wolverine. But he basically describes Wolverine. He says, a mad X-Man, a rogue Avenger. Which is funny because rogue is an (laughs) X-Man. But now she's also an Avenger. (laughs) So who knows what powers he is in league with. This is a beast. Not the beast, but a beast. (laughs) How many conversations can we link? (laughs) (laughs) That is said to have once escaped the very bowels of hell. Hell Who but his sworn enemies can we possibly trust to deliver our justice? Wolverine did actually go to hell or AL and find his way out. So that's a true story. Kojima says, do you really believe hell can be escaped? And I like how it goes black for that uh, dialogue box. Yeah. So then we switch over to Sabretooth getting a massage. I like his little uh, karate kid headband he's wearing here. I, I like the big flies. Those flies are around. huge, yeah. And he's commenting, he's surprised that they showed his uh, video of Wolverine killing the counselor on the news. Which I probably pretty brutal for a newscast. So and I couldn't help but notice right away. The girl giving him a massage. Has a weird collar. Like a dog collar. And, and she, she also has scratched. scratches on her face. And on her thighs. Oh, and, oh, I missed the thigh. You're not a thigh man. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so we switch over and we also Changing see subject. some blood on the floor, some large intestines. And it looks like some random... Um, uh, sake. Sake, containers. Yeah. yeah. So we have, from off-panel, Master Sabretooth. And uh, so we get a cool thing where Sabretooth's head moves and the girl's head moves, which are both really cool. My only complaint, flies usually move pretty fast. So here, both their heads move and these flies are literally frozen in the air. Now, I know in a normal comic book, none of it would move, so I really shouldn't complain. But I just felt like if you're going to go to the trouble of having one thing move, then move the rest that should be moving. Oh, I don't think it bothered me. All right, well, it, it bugged me. Effing flies. I got, I, I'm a pun central tonight. Not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> so anyway, the the girl announcing the government agents also has, uh, I like, you know, when Wolverine you usually sees three scratch marks. Here, this girl has four. Obviously, for mm-hmm. Sabretooth's four claws. And she has and scratch even marks. Even one of her eyes got clawed out, it looks like. Well, and she's got scratches all over her arm. And we see the ribs coming out of the carcass of the entrails we saw a minute ago. So Sabretooth's been having him a little party, drinking sake, eating animals, killing them and eating them, having some uh, rough fun with his little slave girls. Ew. So I like it. It's setting up kind of what a, it's kind of what a monster Sabretooth is without actually spelling it out. Right. I, I think it's cool. And uh, the counselor, uh, gets, he kind of looks around nervously, starting to sweat a little bit. And he sees the different girls with all the scars and the animal remains, including one, like, skeleton picked clean. And then he basically says uh, to Sabretooth, he basically gets really, like, muttery and apologetic to Sabretooth. Talks about how time is of the essence, and he opens up his briefcase, and he pulls out a contract. 
and all that is required to set the mighty clan of the hand on the trail of the fugitive wolverine with government permission is your signature and then kojima holds out the pen we got a girl down here with crazy eyes i didn't like how uh... i can't help and i again notice all the girls have these funky dog collars on right well i don't like saber tooth in this panel what what do you not like about him well I get what they're trying to pull with the natural light coming in because all the girls have this very yellowy tinge oh, to okay. their skin. But he just looks disproportionate and like he has a hump on his back. His, uh, what are those? What are the, what's that muscle called? I don't know, but the ones that um, the bodybuilders are... Yeah, they're a little exaggerated in this panel. And probably, well, really the whole the whole comic. But this guy's been drawing his saber tooth and wolverine pretty, pretty jacked. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Then, yeah, this is a. Uh, this is a. Uh, he. Ha- it's like he has no neck. I think when Sylvester Stallone was at the top of his beefcake factor, or and, Arnold. Yeah, or Arnold, like Hercules days. That's kind of what Sabretooth looks like here. <laughs> Sabretooth starts joking around about the contract. He says, "Har Ninja Law School." There's a million dollar idea, and Kojima has no sense of humor at all, <laughs> and he's just standing there holding the pin out. And this part, I got a little confused the first time, and then the second time it made sense. He goes, In signing these papers, you work for us. The sacred honor of the hand will be bonded to that of the nation, whatsoever remains of it. The first time I read that, I thought he was insulting the honor of the nation. No, he's... The, well, right, now I realize he meant, he's basically insulting the honor of the hand. And we know already as a reader, he's part of the hand. So Sabretooth grins. I like his black eyes. and just gets a little smile. We see his bottom fang sticking out. And we see the counselor looks really, really nervous. Like, whoa, whoa, why are you trying to, like, make conflict? Well, and this is a... Let's g- just sign this and get out of here. This is a great designed <laughs> Yeah, like, a, like an uneven triptych. Yes. Yeah. But it's cool, though, also because the third middle panel just kind of pops up between the two panels that already exist. Well, and it, so. it gives that um, the feeling of like they're having a Mexican standoff. Right. Well, you can kind of see this like in a TV show, yeah, or in a movie, like, yeah. like who blinks first? Staring, yeah, who, who's staring at each other, and then you see the reaction of someone off to the side, like, ah! <laughs> well, and that little guy is the most nervous. It's very little. spaghetti western. Yes. Sabretooth says, <laughs> "You sure got brass, Commander Kojima." A lonely, a, a low, not lonely. <laughs> I'm such a lonely ninja. No, I'm sorry. A lowly little ninja like you threatening his master. And the counselor gasped. He's like, what? Ninja? Oh, no, 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 no. Commander Kojima is a valued member of the secret police. Yes, but ninja? Ah, no, I'm afraid not. And Kojima just scowls as Sabretooth smiles. And then Sabretooth decides not to call the bluff. He just says, ah, I'm just messing just an old dog marking the territory is all. Wolf, wolf. Yeah. He says, too much business, not enough pleasure. And he snaps his fingers. And then all his little swim girls come and grab the counselor. And he's like, no, 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 but, 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 but. He's all stuttering. He's like, the contract. Because he's a virgin. He's probably not used to orgies. I don't think he's ever seen a woman naked. Unless he has a wedding ring on, I don't think he's ever. Ha- no, he doesn't. His left hand's in the air. Yeah. I don't think he's been with a woman. Anyway, so now he's about to be five. <laughs> and they Go slide him. The, they slide the little uh, 
the wall, the paper wall you see in Japan. I forget what it's called. A soji screen. Is that what it's called? Okay. They slide that shut behind him. He's about to go get uh, molested. <laughs> and Sabertooth puts his hand on Kojima's shoulder. He says, hope you brought your sword. And Kojima, get, he does have some brass. He slaps Sabertooth's hand off and says, unhand me. And Sabertooth's like, hmm. And then you know something's about to happen because his background goes all red. Which is very much a, uh, red is a very symbolic color in this comic. Yes, it is. It means uh, some violence is about to occur. I can't help it. <laughs> that was weird because Sabertooth's kind of jaw-jacking with Kojima. And Kojima's looking behind him at one of the slave girls. And that was weird how one of her boobs is about to <laughs> pop out. But I like how their eyes are completely dead. Like, you really get the sense these collars are like some kind of control. Well, kind of like uh, the Jet Li movie, Unleashed. Kind of, that's what it reminded me of. I've never seen it. Oh, we got to correct that. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. We'll fix it. Um, no, it's it a salvageable like situation. Her boob is deflated. So I kind of had this Back to the oh. Future moment where, you know, when Marty you wakes up Sarah in the future. cut off one of her boobs? No, actually, I'm trying to explain to you that I had a, a Back to the Future when Marty goes to the future. Right, right. And his, his mom, mom has a boob and, job. Yeah, and she's like, he made me get these. I had this feeling Sabretooth was like, just get one. <laughs> <laughs> it made me so. I just want to point out, we get a really good close-up of Kojima. And whatever happens to him, you know, it's the fate befitting of a man wearing such a, a grievous turtleneck. <laughs> and again, we get an uh, even closer shot of the girl just completely, like, dead in the eyes. Okay, but hang on. She's not scared. She's not worried. She's just... But I don't know if you... You may have caught this later. I caught it now. So, Sabretooth says, makes me wonder where you've been getting so preachy. Uh-huh. And then he goes, just who the hell do you think you are, boy? And her face changes. She gets a little worried. Like, are you going to spill the beans as to who I am? Is it changing or just closer? I looked at it several times, and her eyebrows change. Her eyebrows have a new arch in them, and they're wider. And then if you go to the next panel, he says, yet in doing so, it... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yet in doing so, it is you who has truly been revealed. Yeah, talking about a Sabertooth's dishonorable. Yeah, but at some point he talks about, I've been a romantic fool. I'm going to call it. I think that girl is either an old love interest or his sister. Okay, we'll see. I did not get that at all. (laughs) But we'll we'll see. I thought she was just a random slave girl. Oh, no. I have a feeling we're going to find out more about her. It's very possible. We'll see. Kojima gets a little, gets a little swagger, a little, uh, he cowboys up. He says, I am Kojima Haruki, secret son of the Han's eldest house, as you've so recklessly shown. You know far too well who I am. Basically saying, like, you almost blew my cover. But by doing so, you've only shown your own lack of honor. And we get a close-up on his face, and he's starting to sweat a little bit. And that's where he says, I see now I've been a romantic fool. The hand is dead, and I helped you kill it. And we get a shing as he puts his foot under a sword and flips it up to his hand. We get some nice red. Like the background behind him is still red. We get, like, action lines. It's really cool. Very anime-ish. And so he gets ready. He gets his sword ready to fight Sabretooth. He says, you men are vultures. You pick at the bones of our corpse. 
This is not our way. And then he talks a little bit about the origin of the hand. How basically, I don't know if you, you probably don't, I guess I'm assuming you don't know. Uh, the hand when they started off, as we found out through flashbacks through different Marvel history, or a Japanese sect that they basically left their village because of all the corruption and moved out to the mountains to start a ninja school. Then over time, they kind of became corrupted by black magic and stuff. But the original intent is when he talks about, um, we were born in the shadows cast by such towers of sin and greed. Basically saying they removed themselves from materialistic evil society. Okay. And so that's where the hand started off as. Now, they're nothing like that at all. So I'm not real sure like what rock he's been under. And he's just now, or maybe he's just now getting mad about the way the hand's been. But when the hand was like this before Sabretooth came along. So his anger might be a little misdirected. I- I'm going to just say okay. <laughs> anyway, Sabretooth, obviously he has a healing factor. He's not too worried about this sword. He just kind of throws his hands up and says, Hear that, boys? It ain't whether you win or lose. It's how you play the game. And he can tell he's being very sarcastic. He goes, <laughs> All the losers like you, that's what they say. All them who believe in a good, clean death at the hand of some noble foe. They sure got what they wanted, didn't they? And Kojima puts the sword to his side, but he's still holding it. And Sarutu says, what's left is the real ninja. Them that adapt, that evolve. And then you get two little zick zicks. And Uh-oh. two little blue lines through his, uh, Kojima's arms. And Sabertooth finishes his sentence. Ninjas that win. And the background goes red again as Kojima's arms are sliced off. Uh-oh. Queen slices. Not even very bloody. Which we'll, well find out why in a second. Yeah. And we get a close-up of his eyes. Very, uh, very spaghetti western again. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. I, mean, I don't know. There's several scenes in this, in this particular issue. And I know there's no audio. And it's not, like, full motion. I don't know, something about the tone of this just makes me feel like all the, if there was audio, it'd all be dubbed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we see a uh, silver samurai in the background, and we see his electric sword, so that's why, you know. The bug like, zapper swords. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a lightsaber, kind of cauterizes the wounds as he cuts through them. And then you hear the flies. <laughs> that's, the, that's the sword. <laughs> That's the flies running into the sword. No, it's the lightsaber. Silver sound. Samurai, come over to my next backyard party. <laughs> and then Kojima falls down the thud. And we see Silver Samurai. I like how the background's all boring. We get a lot of that this issue again, too. So, still like that. I like, uh, I like Diaz's Silver Samurai again. I think we talked about that first issue. But it looks, we, we see him in action. It looks really cool. And he goes, Meet Shin Harada, the Silver Samurai 2.0. So this uh, is the same guy from the birthday party. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wearing a silver jumpsuit. It's not a jumpsuit. It's samurai armor. But it's metally. So what's 2.0 about him? Well, his father was the first silver samurai. And so uh, he's the second one, but also he's more advanced. He uses electronics. Then we see Kojima, unfortunately for him, is still alive. Laying on the ground. I'm not sure why he, I guess he's too much in shock to try to get up. Probably that would yeah. be my guess. I mean, if you just lost your arms, you're you're in so much pain. Right, and shock, and we find out that the new silver samurai armor has cloaking. He was invisible. That's why Kojima couldn't see him. Okay. He says that little invisible trick is just the beginning of a better mousetrap he's built. The start of a better hand. And then we get our confirmed explanation. 
I forgot yes. him already had suspected, but he says, You see, Counselor Fujita was one of us, a hand agent. He cheated and lied and murdered his way into power, all on my orders. Sabertooth reaches down to Kojima's head. He says, And my old pal Logan, he didn't like finding that out, not one little bit. Imagine how furious he'll be when he figures out how I played him. And Sabertooth scratches his face, Kojima's face, with his uh, claw. And he says, when he learns your government's paying a king's ransom to the only man with the prayer of hunting him down, little old me. And then, <laughs> again, little, not sure. He barely scratches, barely breaks his skin. And then there's is, enough blood. But then is able to sign his full name in giant font and drip blood below his signature. And still have lots of blood on his finger when he's done. And I'm I not feel, even going to say anything. And then we glance back <laughs> to Kojima's face. It's a the size of a paper cut. Yeah, it's still like like it's not like okay, one panel we see Sabretooth cut. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna have to take a second for it to bleed. But no, we go back, it's still not really bleeding. So yeah, it's just a really thin scratch. And it says thanks to that financial shot in the arm, the hand's gonna live on a long time. Stronger than ever. And like you said, Kojima, that's partly because of you. You're a hero. Because you're a hero, you deserve a good clean death. And Silver and the screen goes black, we get a shunk. And the Silver Samurai finishing Kojima off. So this contract is only good if the counselor takes it back to the Japanese government. I'm assuming so, yes. And he said, I'll, don't worry, because he was all worried about the contract. So he says, don't worry, I'll have it to you by the morning. Well, now the guy, you, you do remember the guy is in the other room getting his groove on. You think the girls are going to kill him? Because here's my deal. Contract shows up. It's in blood. Okay, you know you're dealing with Creed. Maybe he slaughtered a goat or something and signed it in goat blood. But also, you're, the leader of the secret police is missing. Yes. I'm going to at least analyze this blood. That's you. Uh, any competent policeman in any division at all is going to at least analyze this blood. And they're going to say, wait a second, this is Kojima's blood. You know what? I'm pretty sure that would void the contract. <laughs> if you kill the head of the secret police, I'm pretty sure they're going to say, yeah, no way, we don't, we don't have to honor this anymore. <laughs> to the credit of the writers, I don't think Sabretooth would care. I don't think that would stop him. I'm assuming it would occur to him at some point he realizes he's, he's not really going to hold up the legality of this contract by signing it in Kojima's blood. That's all. Well, he might be able to say, I sent Kojima off to run an errand. I guess uh, Harada goes back into the Silver Samurai, goes back into the city. And he's, we get a thing, he's standing on the roof again, kind of start where we, or stop where we started. He says, my name is Shin Harada. Today is my birthday. Tomorrow I'm stronger, faster, and smarter than I've ever been. And then we see a bunch of hand ninjas with a metal mask I'm ass- and uh, the uh, lightsaber swords. I'm assuming those masks are going to be cloaked, like, or part of the cloaking. I would assume so. So they're going to all be basically invisible ninjas. Which I gotta say, ninjas in general are known for not being detected. Like, they may not be physically invisible, but... They're stealthy. I was going to say this. Big fan of Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Snake Eyes doesn't need cloaking technology to not be detected. So these guys, they're not on Snake Eyes level. That's all I'm saying. Well, and aren't these guys reincarnated? What? Aren't these guys reincarnated? Well, I remember we talked about some of the hand are still just regular ninjas and some of them have been brought back to life. So it's a mix. 
Okay. Yeah. You have real live ninjas and undead ninjas all at the same so time. So that's where they, they wear the garb. Do they have the marketing um, um, don't ask, don't tell? Are you dead? Are you alive? Yeah, I don't know. There's any kind of... I've never really looked into that or thought about that. And there's any kind of like marking on their uniform. Yeah. He's a dead guy. He's got the dead badge. <laughs> he'll he'll disapparate if you kill him. This guy, you kill him, he's got another chance. Right. Well, if they find the body. Yeah. And then obviously to be continued... And that's where we stop off. I really like this last panel, though. The art on it looks really cool. The ninjas look good. Silver Samurai looks good. Give or take the lightsaber swords, but whatever. I don't really like or dislike them at this point. They're just kind of there for me. I think it's a nice evolution. Yeah. Well, it's definitely an, an effective weapon as long as the blade doesn't die. <laughs> the batteries don't go out. Wait a minute. I got to change the D-bats. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, overall, what do you think? It's funny. I really, really enjoyed it until you reminded me that Wolverine isn't really in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to give that a pass, though. Yeah, um, I am too. We got I enough. Enjoy it. We saw enough, like through conversation and stuff, how nasty and monstrous Sabretooth is. Yes. And how he basically backstabs everybody he ever comes into contact with. Well, and I think. Okay, so. It was a good spotlight on Sabretooth. It was. And I, you know, there's a lot of times that sometimes you just have to tell a story so that what's coming up makes sense right and so kind of analyzing this i kind of feel that's what this one was but it did it in such a way that it you didn't feel like great i just need to know this for the next one it didn't feel like filler no it didn't but it was giving you little pieces of information that you needed i felt like like the girl i need to know this like they're pointing this out to me for a reason maybe so but also even if there's not a whole lot that comes from this action wise it gives the reader a chance to really understand like who wolverine is dealing with and it really kind of makes you like i feel sorry for him for wolverine yeah no Oh, yeah, but I don't know. It just makes you really, I don't want to say hate Sabretooth because I really like reading him. (laughs) I don't hate him as a character, but you would definitely hate him if you like, if he was real. So you love to hate him, I guess. Yeah, but I like, I like the insight into his character. I like seeing him kind of be a smart ass and not taking things seriously because he's basically untouchable. And so why is he so untouchable? Uh, Because he's ruthless and smart and can't really die. He's a Wolverine part two. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. He's the antithesis of Wolverine. He's, you know, all right, so not not to talk about this too long, but kind of one of the, the, the big cool things about Wolverine is he's a guy that, that struggles with this feral nature but doesn't give in to it. Like, the man kind of wins. Like, he fights to be honorable and noble in spite of his instincts. Okay. Where Sabretooth is like the opposite of that. He's the guy. He's basically what Wolverine would be if you threw all your humanity out the window and just gave in to every abuse of your power you could and just did everything selfishly without consequence, no ethics, no morals. Just, I'm a monster and I'm going to embrace being a monster. Grr. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the art was really good. I know. I will say this one, all of it so far, has had a little bit of an anime kind of feel to it. This one felt very much like I was watching like a top grade, like Adult Swim type. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, oh, what was the one I used to watch with Ray? Um, Gungrave. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's a compliment. Like, it's it, it looks like the best of the best anime stuff. I felt like this more than the other two had a very just really strong 
animation feel I, to it. I've been very impressed with this series, especially being that it comes out once a week. Yeah. Um, no, the with, art, art's really good. I like yeah. I've, I've kind of, and this is bad, but as an artist, I kind of been waiting for them to like slack off, like right. to notice something. Yo, oh, they didn't put that this much time into it or whatever. But right. it's so far. Like the flies? Yeah. <laughs> but even that's not really the artist. That's whoever does the motion stuff. So. But, but I still haven't found, I mean, I keep waiting. I keep anticipating, but I never, I'm never disappointed. I'm never like, yep, it finally caught up with them. Right. Everybody involved did a good job. Another really standout book. The only thing is, okay, so I'm going to call okay. the girl. Yeah, you think the girl's important. Superdome. I think the she's girl's important. The girl's the uneven boobs. Right? <laughs> uneven boobs. In fact, I even went back and looked at it because I thought maybe she was one of the twins. I don't think so. No, I don't Their think so Their boobs are pretty even. <laughs> but, um, so I'm, I'm going to call something on the girls, or girl. Okay. I want to call something on the little guy who went in to have the orgy, but... I don't know what I'm calling on him. I feel like something's going to happen. He's so swarmy and backpedally that something's going to happen with him. Right. Like either the girls kill him or he finds out and just... He doesn't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's the most likely scenario, that he's so scared and intimidated he'll just take the contract back to his office and be like, here you go. Yep. Ignore yeah. the blood. Right, ignore the blood. It's ready. Don't test it. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't test the blood on the contract. Blood, I didn't say blood. Sharpie. Kool-Aid. So what are you you going to grade this one? Part three of Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. I was uh, kind of on the fence of a really strong two, but I think I'm also going to lean towards a three. I like enough of what happened in the art. Everything about it was really good, and I'm okay with the brief allusion to Wolverine just because it really sets up Sabretooth as a prime villain. So, all right. So we're both going to give part three of Japan's most wanted three out of three claws. Okay. Well, we had a new Facebook like. Woohoo. Dan Rushing. So thank you, Dan, for liking the Facebook page. Hope you're enjoying what you're hearing. Speaking of which, if you want to like the Facebook page, you can uh, search for us on Facebook, the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. Or the URL is just uh, facebook.com slash snicked podcast fan page, right? <laughs> is that what it is? I think it's snicked or the podcast that goes snicked. No, it's not that much. I think it's, it's snicked podcast fan page. Or you can also follow us on Twitter at snickcast. You can email questions, comments. Whatever, snickcast at yahoo.com. Please leave an iTunes review if you feel so inclined. Or if you want to see show notes and stuff, the actual website is snickcast.podbean.com. And, so I'll put a little teaser out there for the Facebook. Okay. Um, If you like the Facebook page, after I read Wolverine Part 7, or Issue 7, I'll give you a teaser whether or not I threw the iPad. <laughs> okay. Because Jason's just making me read it. Yeah. Well, also, I'll uh, I'll be offering a chance for someone to do a review <gasps> if they want via email. So you'll definitely want to be, that'll be announced on the Facebook page. So you'll want to keep your eyes out for that in the next couple of weeks. Oh, and hey, are we going this weekend? Oh, yeah. By the way, also. All right. So here's what's coming up next. Um, we have the rest of the books for July. 
Also, I'm going to do a flashback episode sometime this weekend when Cameron will be back on. We're going to do Wolverine's first trip to the Savage Land. There's some good stuff in there, so you want to hear that for sure. And by the time this post will be opening day for a Wolverine movie. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. And, uh... Still trying to work out the details of my parents for the little guy, but um, we're going to try to go see it. Not opening night. I'm not quite that hardcore anymore in my 30s, but um, we're going to go try to sneak off and see it on Saturday morning. So sometime in the near future, we'll probably do some brief discussion on that, and then when some more time has elapsed, we'll do a more spoilery review of it. So we'll sort of give like a teaser review. We'll just kind of talk about our overall feelings about it and then we'll go into more detail later. And then also I got still working on some plans for uh, the first anniversary special of the podcast. So uh, see how that goes. Anyway, that's all coming down the snicked pipeline. So hopefully uh, you're as excited about some of that as we are. And I would love also email, tweet, or Facebook uh, your response to the movie. You know, we can incorporate some of that both in the initial review and in the more detailed one later. I would love to have some uh, quotes from uh, fans in the podcast and what they think about the movie. I will say it's been a long time since I've read the miniseries that this is based on. And honestly, I'm probably going to wait to read it again until we get there in the flashback stuff. So I may not have a whole lot of in-depth like comparing the two. Just because it might be easier for me to see the movie and think, well, yeah, that happened that way, right? When maybe it really didn't. <laughs> well, and quite honestly, I think if you read it, it's just like any book. If you if it's fresh in your head and then it's it not doesn't be as happen. Good. And as yeah. good as the movie might be, it's not going to be better than that miniseries. That is one of the like quintessential Wolverine readings. So anyway, but regardless, all that stuff's coming up. And uh, yeah, keep listening because it'll be good. Until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye.